Welcome to Emily Rose Meditations. I'm your host, Emily, and today we'll be engaging Julian of Norwich to help us consider our relationship to suffering. This is the 64th chapter of Julian of Norwich's long text entitled Revelations of Divine Love. Take a deep breath, and wherever you are, let your shoulders relax, let your attention settle, and I invite you to open your heart to these words. Before this time, I had a great longing and desire that as a gift from God, I should be delivered from this world and this life, for I often considered the grief which is here and the well-being and bliss which is in existence there. And even if there had been no sorrow in this life except for the absence of our Lord, I sometimes thought it more than I could bear, and this made me grieve and earnestly yearn, and so did my own sinfulness, sloth, and weakness, so that it did not please me to live and suffer as it was my lot to do. And our kind Lord answered all this to bring me comfort and patience and said these words, You shall suddenly be taken from all your suffering, from all your sickness, from all this pain, and from all this woe. And you shall come up above, and you shall have me as your reward. And you shall be filled with love and bliss. And you shall have no kind of suffering, no kind of displeasure, no unfulfilled desires but always joy and bliss without end. Why should you fret about suffering for a little while, since it is my will and my glory? And at these words, you shall suddenly be taken. I saw that God rewards man for the patience he shows in awaiting God's will. And for his time, and I saw that man's patience extends throughout the time he has to live because he does not know the time of his passing. This is a great gain, for if a man knew his time, he would not have patience over that time. And according to God's will, while the soul is in the body, it seems to itself that it is always about to die. For all this life and this distress which we have here is only a moment, and when we are suddenly taken from suffering into bliss— then the suffering will be nothing. And at this time, I saw a body lying on the earth, a body which looked dismal and ugly, without shape or form, as if it were a swollen and heaving mass of stinking mire. And suddenly, out of this body, there sprang a very beautiful creature, a little child, perfectly shaped and formed, bright and quick, whiter than a lily, which glided softly up into heaven. And the swelling of the body represents the great sinfulness of our mortal flesh. And the smallness of the child represents the chaste purity of the soul. And I thought, none of the beauty of this child remains with the body, nor does any of this body's filth cling to the child. It is more blessed for man to be taken from suffering than for suffering to be taken from man. For if pain is taken from us, it may return. 
Therefore, it is a supreme comfort and blessed insight for a loving soul that we shall be taken from pain. For in this promise, I saw the marvelous compassion which our Lord has for us in our woe and his kind promise of complete deliverance. For he wants us to be comforted by his transcendence. And he showed that in these words. And you shall come up above, and you shall have me as your reward, and you shall be filled with joy and bliss. It is God's will that we should focus our thoughts on this blessed insight as often as we can, and for as long as possible through his grace. For this contemplation is blessed to the soul that is led by God, and greatly to his glory for the time that it lasts. If through our own frailty we fall back into our sorrow and spiritual blindness and feelings of spiritual and physical pain, it is God's will that we know that he has not forgotten us. And that is what he means in these words, which he says to comfort us. And you shall have no more suffering, no kind of sickness, no kind of displeasure, no unfulfilled desires, but always joy and bliss without end. Why should you fret about suffering for a little while, since it is my will and my glory? It is God's will that we accept his promises and his comfort in as broad and strong a sense as we can take them. And he also wants us to take our waiting and our distress as lightly as we can and to consider them nothing for the more lightly we take them and the less importance we give them for love, the less we shall suffer from feeling them and the more thanks and reward we shall have for them. Rather than imagining suffering and trial as a, a scab or a tumor to be excised from our bodies, Julian conceives of suffering as a sort of slop or mire, she says, in which we swim and struggle, from which we will be rescued. Though often suffering and trial feel as intimate and disturbing as a tumor somewhere close to my soul, I wonder what kind of freedom I might be able to perceive if we thought instead of suffering as a soup or a swimming pool from which we would be plucked and made safe. From that vantage point, suffering is not so close to our hearts, not inside of us, but outside of us, something that can't get past our skin. As Jesus says to Julian elsewhere, I am keeping you very safe. I wonder how that might resonate for you today. Thank you for joining me. The peace of Christ be with you.